We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation out there on the Bleacher Report app. History in the making, man. CP the Franchise here. Crash landing on Bleacher Report for a Q&A with the Knicks fans out there, man. Definitely happy to be here. Salute to everybody in the chat. We'll give some people some time to uh, to get in before we start the show. But once again, it is an honor to be here. But we got to touch on these Knicks, man. 25 and 23. Seventh place in the East. We lost two of our best defenders in Emmanuel Quickly and Mitchell Robinson. And, you know, the season has been, I guess you could categorize it as consistently inconsistent. Couple highs, couple lows, right? You guys remember the eight-game winning streak. Then came a five-game winning streak. They get Jalen Brunson back. They win seven of the last eight games with Brunson there. And now they're on a four-game losing streak. And like I said, without their two best defenders, Emmanuel Quickly and Mitchell Robinson, this Knicks defense looks like a shell of itself. I mean, over the last four games of this losing streak, they've given up 126.7 points, second to last in the NBA. The worst defensive rating over that time. The worst defensive rebounding percentage over that time. They're giving up 14.7 three-pointers made. 48% opposing teams are shooting from three and, and sorry, 40% from three and 48% from the field. This next defense has taken a step back in a major, major way. And it's not just the, the loss of Mitchell Robinson and Emmanuel Quickly that's been hurting them. Their perimeter defense has taken a step back. They saw DeJounte Murray and Trey Young combined for 56 points and 18 rebounds. They saw um, uh, Van, Fred Van Fleet was cooking Jalen Brunson, cooking Jalen Brunson. And, uh, you know, you, you just can't have that. The perimeter defense is taking a step back. Jalen Brunson has been a culprit there. R.J. Barrett's defense hasn't been good all year. 
And I thought last week Quentin Grimes did not have himself a good week. So we need some answers. And it starts on the defensive end because the schedule does not get any easier, especially when you're looking at premier perimeter players. They have the the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. You're going to see Darius Garland. Donovan Mitchell is probable to play in in this game coming off of injury. The Celtics, we all know the Celtics run through the MVP candidate and Jason Tatum, but Malcolm Brogdon has been cooking off the bench. They have Derek White, who's a pest, Peyton Pritchard. So they got to tighten up. Kyrie Irving, the Knicks will see Kyrie Irving on Saturday. So it does not get any easier with this schedule and the Knicks sitting in seventh in the East. How about the bench? You know, with Emmanuel quickly being injured, and he's questionable for tonight's game against the Cavaliers, but... The Knicks bench has been a shell of itself oh, since they were at a high mark in the NBA over the last two years. You know, a couple of years ago, they had Emmanuel Quickly, he's Obi, he's Derek Rose running and gunning, Alec Burks. Now this year, Quickly's been in and out of the starting lineup due to injuries. You have Miles McBride being slotted in there. Good defender, lousy on the offensive side. You're now bringing Evan Fournier into the mix. He's trying to get back into his groove, but a lousy defender as well. They brought Isaiah Hartenstein in from the Clippers. Hasn't paid any dividends. And Obi has been trying to find his way. Obi's been, been trying to find his way. So how do the Knicks get this thing back on track? And that's what we're going to talk about today on today's show. I got three ideas. Three ideas to get this Knicks team back on track. And before I get into that, man, let me sh- salute to the people in the chat, man. Salute to uh, Anti-Isaac1. We got Knicks Tape 200 saying KFTV tapping in. Salute to everybody out there in Knicks Nation who's out here supporting. John Andreas, how you doing, JPR139? How you feeling? He says trade for Steph. If it was that easy, I, j- I wish. Shout out to A Swan, Cardiac Knicks. How you guys feeling, man? How you guys feeling? CP the Franchise here checking in. The first idea, and you, you got to look at it from a standpoint of this Knicks front office is not going to peel it back. They're not going to tank. They're not trying to get into, into the victor sweepstakes, at least intentionally, right? Maybe the roster gets them there. But they're going to try to upgrade this team. With the draft picks that they have, they're going to try to upgrade this team. We know Leon wants a star. But the star is not readily available right now. They passed on Spider, or they couldn't get Spider. And we don't know who that next guy is. But there's a guy out there that can help this Knicks defense. And he's probably the most coveted wing out there in the NBA right now. There's not too many. A lot of teams, they want to they keep their wings as they move into the playoff push because it is a wing league and you need wing depth. But the Toronto Raptors have a guy out there named OG Ananobi who could be available, and that's number one on my list for the Knicks to turn it around. If they can get Obi Ananobi at the right price, I think they got to look at it. I think they got to look at it. This is a solid two-way player, 17-6, and averaging 17.6 rebounds, about 39% from three, shooting the ball very well, 44% from the corners. I think you bring in OG Ananobi if you can bring him in at a good price because the price for OG Ananobi has been varying. We've heard Zach Lowe say that an OG trade could 
rival a Donovan Mitchell package? And for that, I say no. But then you have uh, guys from the Toronto Stars saying that there have been a secret team, there has been a secret team that has offered at least three first-round picks for OG Ananobi. Now, it's kind of steep, but we have to see that. Now, you're also hearing that Toronto would want two young players and a first-round pick for OG Ananobi. How would you guys in the chat feel about an Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin and an unprotected first-round pick from the Knicks? How would you guys feel about that? You have OG Ananobi, as I said, a premier 3 and D wing. 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, you can slot him in at the 3. You move RJ Barrett back to the 2 because RJ's been having trouble with a lot of wings. If you guys have been watching this season, his defense has taken a step back. And a lot of it is because he's undersized. Now, I know a lot of you guys are going to say, listen, CP, if you put him at the 2, he doesn't have the foot speed to keep up with a lot of 2s either. I, and that's a problem. RJ's kind of in that 2-3 tweener stage, but his defense just hasn't been good whatsoever. So you bring in OG here. You get some wing versatility. You move Grimes to the bench. You keep your defensive integrity there, and you get a good three-point shooter off the bench. Move RJ to the two. My guy Payback Card in the chat says, I'll do it. Yankee Boy 13 OG's overrated. Jay Nicky says, I'm hanging up if you ask for quick. I'm hanging up if you ask for quick. Triple M says, I'll trade three protecteds for OG. Opie says, we have no bench, but the team's not done being built. The team is not be done being built. If you only give up one unprotected first, and maybe it's a future first, who knows? But if you're doing that for OG Ananobi, The Knicks have 11 first-round picks in the next seven years. Take a look at the 2023 draft. You have the Detroit, the Washington, the Dallas picks. Yes, they have protections on them. You have your own picks in in 23-24. The Detroit pick, you got some second-rounders there in 24. Three seconds. You have the Milwaukee pick, which is uh, a protected pick as well in 2025. The Knicks have... Some options here. The Knicks have some options here. If you're talking about, if you're looking at where Obi's at right now, he's buried behind Julius Randle, still can't get any playing time, especially behind Tom Thibodeau, and and you got Hartenstein taking those minutes as well. Is he going to be back with this team? Is quickly going to be back with this team? You know, the Knicks have decisions that they have to make with these guys. So. I, I, you know, we, we don't, let's not overrate these guys either. I think these guys, I've said it on the show plenty of times. I think these guys are replaceable. I love what Quickly's doing for, for our defense. I love what he's bringing off the bench. I love the fact that he has been shooting the ball efficiently. But are you, you going to tell me that, you know, for, for a chance to get a solid two way play, that you're going to take Quick off the table? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Shout out to the Tratacaster in the building, my guy, Alex Rotaros. Jakey Spo says, trust the process. Keep drafting. D. Millie says, get rid of McBride or Grimes. I'm definitely not getting rid of Grimes. But, you know, Jay Nicky's saying that that IQ's untouchable. You're crazy. 
you're crazy. You got to look at this Knicks defense, man. They are undersized at almost every position on the perimeter. Brunson's defense has been horrible. RJ's defense has been horrible. Even Grimes, you know, Grimes sometimes has to go out there and guard a Scotty Barnes, guard a Siakam, and he's undersized. We have no true wing on this team. Well, actually, we do. His name is Cam Reddish, but they don't want to play him. He's on the way out. We got no true wings on the team, ladies and gentlemen. So my thing is, if the price is right for OG, I'm taking a look at it. We just don't know what the market is. Like I said, there's varying opinions out there on what the market is for this guy. You love the fact that he's a that he's a solid 3 and D player. He provides versatility. But one of the things I don't like why I wouldn't go head and shoulders above on a price is you don't really know what his offensive ceiling is. He hasn't really shown to be a guy that can be a dynamic shot creator and a playmaker. If I'm going to pay a Donovan Mitchell type of ransom for that, I need to know off the rip that this guy can make it there. And we just haven't seen that with him. We just haven't seen it with him. K-Swiss is trade Randall. Listen, man, you guys have been hearing me say that for the last three years. I don't see it. So I'm operating from a standpoint of what the Knicks may do because I don't, I don't see a, Donovan, a, uh, a Julius Randall trade being done. Fratman says, go get Gary Trent Jr. So that's my next improvement on the list. How do we turn things around? Go get some bench help, man. This Knicks bench is in desperate need of an upgrade. I just mentioned to you some of the pieces that we have coming off the bench. Quickly's been carrying it load. Quickly's been doing his thing. But McBride, as I've been saying, I get it from a defensive standpoint, but to me, he shouldn't be playing over Cam Reddish. Fournier, he's on his way out of here. Forget about it. They need help. You got Gary Trent Jr., 18 points per game shooter, shooting 36% from three. Having a good year, torched the Knicks on Sunday night. But he's got a player option for next year. So it's a tricky trade for Gary Trent Jr. Because at 24 years old, you figure he's going to opt out and try to go get the bag. So how much are you really going to give up for Gary Trent Jr.? Someone in the chat said Gary Trent Jr. can, can produce for less. That's the problem, Gary Trent Jr. How much are you going to pay for a potential rental? You don't know if he's going to be committed. A guy like that, it would behoove him to go out there and test the free agent waters. He's having a great year. But nevertheless, you kick the tires on it because Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, those guys may be able to be had depending on where Masai Ujiri wants to go with this team. Do things in the chat. Shout out my guy, do things. TM, what's going on? He says, nothing is changing until Tibbs is gone. How many of you guys want the coach up out of here, man? If you want Tibbs gone, give me a hashtag fire Tibbs. Let me know. What the, let me check the temperature of the chat right now. Shout out to Manny Fresh. He says, get rid of Fournier, Rose, and Toppin. So Gary Trent Jr. is an option. How about Malik Beasley? That's the guy I've always liked on the Knicks. 13 points per game. He's at about 36% from three. Good pull-up shooter, good catch-and-shoot shooter as well. 
Give you some scoring versatility off of the bench. Beasley's contract is certainly doable. I think he's making about $15 million going into next year, and then he's got a team option after that. Malik Beasley. How about adding Malik Beasley to the bench and give the bench a little bit of a lift? Because part of the problem is when the Knicks are going into the fourth quarter, number one, Tibbs isn't staggering the lineups properly. And you're leaving too many guys on your bench out there to get exposed. He had, against the Raptors, he had lineups of, of McBride, Fournier, Hartenstein, all in one. You're getting ran off the court, topping as well. You're getting ran off the court. So they got to stagger the lineups properly, but also they're not getting enough scoring. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So then the coach has to pull the plug early. He's got to go back to his starters. And in the case of the Raptors game, it was too little too late. They need some playmaking. They need some scoring off the bench. I would look at a guy like a, a uh, Malik Beasley, a Gary Trent Jr. I don't think a Jordan Clarkson is attainable, but I would look that way. Jaja says Terrence Ross for Cam. I would look at that. Terrence Ross, the Terrence Ross to the Knicks rumors occur every year. Will will this year be the year that we finally get Terrence Ross? If that one gets you enthused. I mean, this is a situation with Cam Reddish, right? At this point, you got to take what you can get. 
because the market is looking slim. We just saw yesterday Rui Hachimura gets traded to the Lakers for three second-round picks plus Kendrick Nunn. Now, the reports were that the Knicks were looking for two second-round picks for Cam. Now, if you look at what Rui's doing out there, and he's able to fetch three second-rounders plus a Kendrick Nunn, I'm not so sure the Knicks are getting two twos for Cam. I'm not so sure. So they'd be lucky if they get one. They'd be lucky if they get one. Now, yesterday we also heard that the Knicks and the Bucks were talking about a potential trade for Cam Reddish, including Grayson Allen. What do you guys think about that in the chat? Cam for Grayson Allen. I think, you know, what the Bucks want to do, they're looking for wing depth. They want wings going into the playoffs. They felt like Grayson Allen got exposed last year, and he did. So I think, but I think the Bucs will look to get a better piece or more consistent piece, a more reliable piece to take them into the playoffs. I think they'll maybe look for a Eric Gordon or Jay Crowder rather than going in Cam's direction and giving up on a Grayson Allen. But that's out there. Payback Carter says, get Josh Richardson. I would do that. I would definitely do that. Michael Scott of Hoops Hype reported this morning that Josh Richardson could probably be had for one second-round pick. He's a free agent. He's in a contract year. He's shooting uh, Richardson 37% from three. He kills the Knicks every chance he gets, whether he's on the Celtics, he's on the Spurs, he's on the Mavs, always finds a way to do the Knicks dirty. So how about Josh Richardson, 6'6", gave you some defense off the bench, hasn't met a shot he hasn't liked. Look, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to, to plug into the, this McBride spot who can make a layup. Just start with baby steps. Give me somebody that can play a little bit on the offensive side. I think Josh Richardson would help. Goat in the roughness is no Grayson Allen. A lot of you guys think he's a dirty player. I feel you on that. He is a dirty player. He's always been a dirty player ever since the Duke days. But like I said, for Cam, beggars can't be choosers, man. You got to take what you can get. Jay Walker says we should get Norman Powell. That was a guy, you know, during the free agency period when he was a free agent before he went to Portland. I liked him over Fournier. I thought Norman Powell was the guy we should have gotten, and the Knicks had interest there. I'm not sure if, because he did get a five-year deal from the Blazers, and they ended up settling with Fournier for four. Not sure if the extra year was a sticking point there, but the Knicks were interested in Norman Powell. Tomani Chak says, Knicks need toughness. They definitely do. They definitely do. Um, I mean, you guys looking for big man help? You looking for Serge Ibaka? Serge Ibaka is out there. He and the Bucks are looking to part ways. They're looking for a split. You guys want Serge Ibaka in here to add to some front court depth. Maybe you want to call Dwight Howard, bring Dwight Howard in here from Taiwan, see if he can grab you some boards and play some defense in Mitchell Robinson's absence because the Knicks defense has been getting absolutely shredded. They're giving up a ton of points in the first quarter. They're giving up on like 30 points on average over these last four games. Three-point defense has been compromised. They can't defend on the offensive glass. It's looking tough out there, man. 
is looking tough. Cartoons, cartoons, what's going on? He says, what's good, CP? Piccolo in the chat says, the Knicks don't have a bench in the nine-man rotation. It's a recipe for disaster. I don't like it. I don't think this team is good enough to settle on a nine-man rotation when you don't know what you're getting from guys night in and night out. As I've said, they've been overmatched and undersized at almost every position on the perimeter. You play these teams like the Raptors, a wing factory, and you don't have a, you can't spare a minute for Cam Reddish? Makes no sense. But there's got to be political reasons why this guy's not getting any playing time. Jay Nicky says, I want Jordan Clarkson. I would love Clarkson. I would love Clarkson. I think he'd be a perfect piece off of the bench. I just got to wonder what the price is and would, would Utah and the Knicks actually talk after the Mitchell fallout? Just not sure. Salute to everybody on this Bleacher Report app, man. CP the Franchise checking in on this Q&A. Hope you guys are feeling good. Knicks versus the Cavs at home in MSG. Donovan Mitchell coming back. Will he want to drop 60, and will the Knicks do anything about it? Time will tell. Knicks got to do some soul-searching. Four-game losing streak, and the schedule is not getting any easier, folks. So we've been in here talking about my three ways to improve the Knicks. I talked about going out there and getting a starter, improvements on the starting line. Go, go get an OG and an OB if you can get them for the right price. We talked about some bench pieces in Malik Beasley, Gary Trent Jr. Some guys, some of you guys wanted Josh Richardson. Some of you guys just want to fire Tibbs. <laughs> All right, we'll put that out there as, as, a, as a 1B. But Gumpy in the chat says, what do we do with Obi? And this is number three on my list. What do you do with Obi? What do you do with your number eight pick, your lottery pick that you've buried on the bench for the last three years? You play him. You play him and you play him and you play him some more. You invested a lottery pick in this kid, the college basketball player of the year. And you've you basically relegated him to a spot-up three-point shooter for 10 minutes a night. This guy was an offensive dynamo at Dayton, running out in transition, the East Bay, the pick and roll, a good passer. And now you got him sitting in the corner, parked in the corner. Tell me how that makes sense for the Knicks. A team that is going nowhere fast, that needs talent, that needs to evaluate their talent because the clock is ticking. You have to make decisions on whether or not you're going to pay these guys. Hollywood Peace says, play Obi, bro. He's proven. Rambito, Obi should play the five. No, I'm putting Julius at the five. And I'm playing them together in substantial minutes while Mitch is out. What are we doing right now? You've got Isaiah Hartenstein, who's giving you nothing since he got here. And I apologize to Knicks fans because I, I, I recommended him for this team. And I was happy when they got him. He hasn't paid any dividends. If you want to tell me that Isaiah Hartenstein, who's getting you about two points, can't get a rebound to save his life, always out of position on the boards, getting cooked defensively, If you're Coach Tom Thibodeau and you want to tell me that you're happy with that to the point where he's getting more minutes than your number eight pick, then like I said all week, the organization has failed in the development and evaluation of Obi Toppin. Payback Carter says that's coaching. That's everybody. That's from Tibbs to the top. 
it's from Tibbs to Leon. And Tibbs has, he's got eyes and ears in that front office. He's got a lot of influence in that front office. They have failed with the development and the evaluation of Obi Toppin. LaShawn Paul, my cousin Lash, big up Lash. It says facts. What do we have to lose, ladies and gentlemen? People in the chat would have told me he plays no defense, he does no rebounds. So what does Hartenstein do for us? You just played a Raptor team on Sunday night that didn't have a player over six foot nine. There's no excuse to not play the guy that gave you 14 points, 12 of them in the first half, lighting it up from three. And you give him three minutes in the fourth quarter. You can't make this up, people. You have your number eight pick and you're treating him like a minimum salary player. You put him out there with Julius, you tear the Band-Aid off, and you say, let's give this an extended look. We're going nowhere. It don't matter if we don't make the playoffs. Even if we make the playoffs, we're a first round out anyway. Let us see what we have here so that we can make a decision on our future. Cardiac Knicks, drop those jewels. Unleash them. Get Hartenstein out of the rotation. And shout out my guy, my guy Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. He reported today that the Clippers are interested in Isaiah Hartenstein. And if that's the case, they can have him. Sayonara. I don't even need anything back. Take him. I'm good. Go hard for life. What's going on? You got to play Obi, ladies and gentlemen. Play the kids that you have between Obi, Cam Reddish, the Knicks just, uh, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're trying to play for something. I understand that. But they need to be in talent evaluation and development mode. There is no reason why these two players, especially Obi, are not getting significant minutes on your team. Son from Brooklyn, what's going on? KFTV Nation, we in here heavy. What is the point? What is the point on on Thursday? They're going to see the Celtics on Thursday with no Robert Williams. The Celtics are going to have a starting front court of Al Horford and washed up Blake Griffin. If you want to tell me that I got to we got to stick with Isaiah Hartenstein to have him running around there doing absolutely nothing, then I don't I don't know. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what I'm watching. Maybe, just maybe tonight, you're playing the Twin Towers with a Jared Allen and you got an Evan Mobley out there. Maybe you want to space the floor out a little bit more and put Obi out there. Zaheem Jones, develop the kids. Gamba, Gamba in the chat. Shout out my guy Gamba. He says, trade Obi for Chris Duarte. That was one of the things we were talking about on, um, on the show. You know, Chris Duarte has fallen out of the Pacers rotation. What do you guys think about that? OB for Chris Duarte, straight up. Would you do it? I don't know about straight up. I got to look at the, the, the salaries and whatnot, but would you do it? Would you do it? So to KFTV Nation in here. Verify my two cents as we're losing three of the next four. I can see it. You know, you got uh, the Cavs. Then you're in Boston. You're in Brooklyn. No KD. Probably doesn't matter. Brooklyn's playing good basketball. Nick Claxton is turning into 
a player. Kyrie's doing Kyrie things. It's a tough team. Very easily could be sliding backwards. But look, I had this team penciled in at 41 wins. Um, I think they're going to be sliding anywhere between the 6th and 10th seed all season. They now have the hardest schedule in the league uh, by looks of opponents, uh, by looks of strength of schedule, meaning their opponent's record. Now, games aren't won on paper. Anything can happen. Games ebbs and flows. It's a make or miss league. I don't necessarily go off for that, but the schedule's tough. The schedule's tough. Ed Santana, big up. My guy, Steve Verna in the building. What's good? This schedule is tough, man. So for Tibbs, look, I, I think, no, I don't expect Tibbs to be fired or anything like that during a regular season, middle of the season. But I think at the end of the season, if they don't make the playoffs, they got to see where things are at, man. I just think things are too chummy with this organization. There's too much CAA ties, even though people accuse me of being a part of the, the, uh, the triad. I think they got to take a serious look at things. It's just things are just not moving nicely. Yes, they have a lot of draft capital. That's great. And yes, they can sit on the sidelines and wait for the superstar. But in the midst of that, the question remains, is this the coach to get the most out of the roster? Whether it's his defensive schemes, his offense, they're consistently at the bottom of the league in assists. They don't move the ball enough. It's way too much ISO. I love Brunson. Brunson and Randall are playing at an all-star level. But they all, you know, like I said, always last in assists. They don't shoot the three ball well. Always last in effective field goal percentage or near the bottom. Those have been Tom Thibodeau teams. So they've got to evaluate that, man. A Swan says, let's go CP show BR how it's really done. Yeah, shout out to BR for the collab, man. This has been an excellent experience. But I salute to Knicks Nation out there for representing as they always do, man. You know? Del U says, I have no motivation to watch the Knicks right now with Tibbs coaching. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. You know, it's unfortunate. But who would you guys want as the coach, man? I hear Johnny Bryant. I know there's a large Mark Jackson hive. Zaheen Jones says we need a player's coach. Well, you know, sometimes you hear Julius talk about it. Hey, he loves Tibbs and RJ loves Tibbs and and Brunson's growing up with Tibbs. He may not be a youthful player's coach, but I'm not so sure he's lost the locker room entirely. I thought so at certain points during the season. I'm not so sure. Ricky Rich says Tibbs is outdated. Flash says, is that CP the franchise? Yes, sir. It is. What's good? Dwayne says one playoff win in three years. Somebody said uh, Obi Camp can't, uh, can't rebound when he's in the corner. Yeah, that's a fact, man. That is a fact. So that's the story, man. You know, that that is a story. Marty Snacks, CP, and Bleacher Report. Salute, man. Salute. Uh, everybody, throw your cities in the chat, man. Where's everybody watching from? Throw your cities, throw your countries in the chat. Let's do it like we do on Knicks Fan TV, man. YouTube.com slash Knicks Fan TV. We'll be live after the Knicks versus Cavs game tonight. 
for everything. Analysis, breakdowns, caller reactions, you name it, man. So make sure you guys tap in. You can follow me at CP the Franchise. Oh, the Franchise for my producer on Bleacher Report. No R. It's the Franchise for the fans, by the fans. You know what I'm saying? For the fans, by the fans. No R. We are the Franchise. We're for the people. And then also um, at Knicks Fan TV. All social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me on there. So just to recap, one more time, we were talking about the three ways to improve the Knicks. Right now, Knicks are 25 and 23, seventh in the East. They seem to be coming back to the pack, a very tough schedule. You have the trade deadline coming up on February 9th. And reason number one was, or answer number one, uh, rather, trade for OG Ananobi. If the price is right and you catch Masai Ujiri on an off night, maybe he's out gambling or somewhere one night, you know, partying, catch him sipping, catch him slipping, catch him lacking. Maybe you get a, a reasonable deal, get OG Ananobi in here, upgrade your starting lineup. You get a solid two-way play in here, get some defensive versatility in here. Because the Knicks defense has been taking a hit. Secondly, maybe you want to upgrade the bench. Is it a Malik Beasley? Can he be had? A Gary Trent Jr., you check the price on that. He's got a player option next year, you still got to pay him. So it's a little bit risky. Is it a Josh Richardson who sounds like he could be had on the cheap second round pick? And then lastly, just play Obi some more, man. Play Obi some more and see where it goes. You have nothing to lose. We're not the Warriors. We're not the Celtics. We don't have championship aspirations. We need to be experimenting. You have a number eight pick who you have wasted. Over the last three years. Why not see what you can get? And and that's the show, man. So as I said, for those of you watch, man, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate Bleacher Report for having me. Uh, follow us on social media, man. And uh, and tune in to Knicks Fan TV tonight after the Knicks versus Cavs game. Can the Knicks break the four-game losing streak against Spider Mitchell and company at, M- at MSG? Let's see what happens, man. TP the franchise. I'm out of here. Thanks for coming, everybody. Let's do it again. Peace.